Welcome back to Basketball is Religion with the Gons and Big Matt. In today's episode, we'll be going over underdogs in the West and Eastern Conferences and an update on the Los Angeles Lakers. After our conversation, I get into a little bit of WrestleMania talk. So if you like wrestling, stay after the Gons leaves and you'll hear my thoughts on WrestleMania nights one and two. Let's get into it. Gons, how was your weekend? I've been great, man. Um, man, what a weekend. I uh, I think me and you, not a lot of people watch that San Diego State game live. But even you watch something like that live, like didn't it take you back to like the Lakers, like the Derek Fisher, Kobe Bryant, like like the big shots? Like I haven't felt that, and I, and I'm not a diehard San Diego State fan. I don't know why I was rooting for them so hard. I think possibly I did have a couple hundred bucks on it, but I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no man, great weekend, great sports weekend. How's everything going with you? I saw you barbecuing out there, so that's cool. It's good to have the sun back in Southern California. So we went outside, grilled some carne asada, had that by the pool with my daughter, had a little daddy-daughter day at the pool yesterday. That was fun. So it's good to have the sun back, even though the sun went away for a little bit this morning here in SoCal. It came back, and I think we're past this whole rain It's the situation that we've been having. It's just been a lot of rain. Um, SoCal... SoCalers aren't used to it. No, for the for those who are from SoCal and listening to you, you're not we're not used to this this much rain. So we're glad to get past that. Um, now that you talk about San Diego State, I also did watch that game, at least the end of that game. They the, the it was fun to watch those college players. Fun to watch you know college in general, but it was De'Aaron Fox who said that you know it's hard to watch those sort of games because the shot making the level of shot making the level of uh, player uh, play creation is not as good as the NBA but it was definitely fun to watch and in this year's final four this year's NCAA tournament there was a lot of upsets so we didn't have a number 1 seed get to i believe it was the elite 8 number 1 or number 2 seed that might have been the first time that's happened in a while. I didn't really do research on that, just so, so don't quote me on that one. But it's the first time we haven't seen a one or two seed be, be in the lead eight for for a long time. And in the finals, we have the San Diego State Aztecs versus the University of Connecticut Huskies. Um, as we're recording, the game is going on, so um, you'll know the result um, by the end uh, by by when you listen to this podcast on Tuesday morning. Um, but in, in in the spirit of underdogs performing in the NCAA tournament with you know um, SDSU San Diego State being a five seed making it all the way, we're looking at these teams in the NBA playoffs as we're getting towards the end of the NBA season. Who are maybe you're thinking of they're kind of, kind of like underdogs. You know, we have our favorites going into the playoffs, but we're looking at underdogs that could potentially have a chance to win the championship. So let's start with the Gons. All right, let's start out west with the Gons. Um, what are the underdog teams you see coming out of the Western Conference, and what are one or two players from each of those teams that can make an impact in the playoffs? All right, man. So <clears throat> I'm gonna automatically eliminate OKC. I don't. I don't think they're there. Um, I don't think Minnesota. Um, but, but with a healthy Zion Williamson back, I'm not saying that they're gonna make the finals, but I'm saying they got a a a, a chance, um, a puncher's chance. They, if you look at their roster, I mean, they're pretty deep all around. They got the star power. They play well together. They got a good coach, um, you know, because you can't call the Lakers underdog, right? 
because I'm not calling a team that's supposed to win it that like an underdog. The the Warriors, you can't call them an underdog just because they're back. They're the, they won last year, right? Phoenix ain't an underdog. Clippers ain't doing nothing with Paul George gone. Um, and then the top three teams are the top three teams. So I mean, if we're gonna dig deep into the Pelicans roster, um, let's say they were to face so who would they face right now? Let's say they get where are they? What's their seed? They're a number. They would. The Pelicans are currently. It's that weird. All, there are four teams with 38 losses. The Clippers, the Warriors, the Lakers, and New Orleans all have 38 losses with the last each team having roughly three to four games to go. So it's all kind of mishmash right now. Yeah. The Pelicans are sitting in eighth. So if they were to go on this run, obviously, um, I believe Zion should be coming back at maybe the last game of the season, which is right conditioning is not going to be there. But Brandon Ingram has been balling out of his mind, putting up 30-some points a game the last couple games. Um, I think this is going to be Brandon Ingram's playoffs, like his coming out party. Uh, you know, he's been in the league for some time, but he's – I want to say he's as close to Durant as he's ever been. Like he could get a shot up. He's so long, they get a shot up from anywhere. And then you got C.J. McCollum. As as right there to be your your your, your B maybe could be an A, um and their center isn't bad either with Valid Sunas. I don't know. I think they're my team from the West that I think would be a Cinderella story that have the ability to get there. What about you? They've won what seven of their last eight. Once they lost to Houston um, early on th- on St. Patrick's Day, I figured the New Orleans Horn- uh, Pelicans were pretty much done for. But as you said, Brandon Ingram's he has been balling out, um, and have, you know with CJ McCollum they've won here. They'll, their only loss since March seventeenth was to the Warriors in in Golden State um, on March twenty on March twenty eighth. So the Pelicans are balling out. Are they going to get in? They're going to have to go through that um, play in tournament in order to get into either be the seventh or eighth seed. Most likely, the way the standings are are, are out now, um, they're going to have to play the Kings the the Grizzlies, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. I don't think they get in. My um, sleeper, my underdog, is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves. I know the Lakers just pretty much trounced them uh, from mid-third quarter on, pretty much destroyed them pretty badly. But Minnesota played Memphis really, really hard hard last, last playoffs. A few bounces here and there, they could have gone on as a seventh seed last year. So Minnesota, I believe, could be a Cinderella team to look out for. If they get the seventh seed, they could they could potentially upset Memphis again. I mean, again, it was only a few bounces here or there. They still have Anthony Edwards, who's a, a top twenty five player for sure. He's going to have to ball out more. I think he can. Yeah, he, he's been a disappointment for sure. He's been a disappointment. If, if he played to what he was supposed to play, they would be way higher in the seating. Um, and Towns, man, he just doesn't look the same as last year. He was knocking down threes left and right. He just doesn't look the same. Gobert, I mean, he's great on defense, but I, I see your point, man. They are they have Nas Reed. They got Mike Conley. 
Kyle Anderson, as slow as he is, somehow gets the ball in the back in the bucket. So, well, um, not in that last. Did you watch that last um, last possession of that? It was the Pelicans versus the Blazers in in Minnesota. I'm not Pelicans. The T Wolves versus the Blazers in in Minnesota. Did you see that last second shot by Kyle Anderson? I did not. The layup. He went for a finger roll layup. And completely missed the rim. He completely went over the backboard. So Kyle Anderson, for the slow-mo, his is his nickname. We'll see. Um, but yeah, um, with New Orleans, it's just, yes, Zion's going to come back. But will that disrupt chemistry? You said that. You, you made that point already. But again, what we saw what what um, the Pelicans can do with Zion. And hopefully he's able to mesh there. It would be more fun, I think, with the Pelicans than my pick of the T-Wolves. But again... Um, it just kind of shows you how deep the West is. I know da- da- Dallas kind of fell off here, and Oklahoma City is really talented, but again, they're also really young. They, re- they really do need a vet. So they're, the West went 12 deep this year, and honestly, the, the, the Jazz did pretty well too. So the, the, the teams in the West went 12 deep this year, just kind of how, how good the, the Western Conference is. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference. As far as underdogs in the East, Gons, who do you have as an underdog in the East, and who's a player we should look out for? All right, man. So, like, I got a couple here. Um, I've been watching DeJounte Murray, and, man, he's unstoppable. He's herky-jerky. He gets in the lane and fades away. His shot's almost money. His two-point field goal. He he can get to the rim. He's athletic. And then you have, now you have Trey, um, Trey Young as your secondary. And I think their roster is pretty dang good. Uh, I'm going to pull it up here. But you got two stars there, right? I mean, I don't, I don't I'm always, I almost want to say Trey Young isn't a star, but um, I mean, he is. Let's be real. Okay. Clint Capella, capable of having his moments of playing like an all star. Bodan Bogdanovich, we saw him earlier this season. The Lakers were interested in him. That guy can shoot. He can get hot. Again, so you have Murray, Young, Bogdanovich, and Capella. Um, the only thing is they're kind of weak off the bench, but I, I don't know. I think this team has a small fighter's chance. My real underdog, Matt, is the New York Knickerbockers. Grimes, Brunson, Hart, Barrett, Quigley. And and they're the underdog. Like, who can forget, like, all of New York won bonkers because I think they made the playoffs last year. Like, man, I didn't even mention Randall. Like, I, I don't know. I This team is fun to watch. Uh, I The whole city is behind them. New York needs this. The Knicks need this. And I think it's really – it's going to be more difficult for them because you got your top-tier teams, right? You got the Celtics. You got the Bucks. And you got um, Philly, right? Agreed? Three, three, three really good teams. But uh, if the Knicks could get there, that'd be really, I mean, that's who I would root for. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I also think the Chicago Bulls um, have enough talent there. It just, just boggles my mind why they don't have a better record. Uh, so I think I wouldn't sleep on them either. So in order, the Knicks, Atlanta, and then the Bulls. The Knicks, I, I, we talked about this during the Knicks podcast a few a few episodes ago. Cleveland versus New York, it's gonna that that matchup is pretty much set in stone. I don't think the Cavs are gonna catch 
Philadelphia here. So the 4-5 matchup is going to be Cleveland versus New York. With that being said, are you? because I think last podcast you picked Cleveland, are you officially going to pick the New York Knicks in the 4-5 matchup? I want the New York Knicks. I do. I, th- I think we talked about it being pretty even. Um, Put your money where your mouth is, Gons. <laughs> if you think they're the sleeper, you, they have to be Cleveland. Right? No, yeah, they will. And Donovan Mitchell will have the freaking series of his. It's going to be his coming out party. Like that dude is straight having his way right now. I don't think it's enough. Um. It's going to be close, but yeah, fine. I'll say the Knicks. There you go. Say it with your chest. If you're going to pick the Knicks, go all New York. Go bing bong. Go full full all out for New York. I mean, we, I appreciate the Knicks for them being compared to the Lakers, but they, without the level of success. It's just crazy how it is, but good good, good on you, New York. Way, way, to co- way to come back. My pick for underdog in the Eastern Conference is a team coached by a Filipino We've seen in the NBA Miami, Finals recently, Miami. the Miami Heat. It's like Bill Simmons calls them the zombie heat because they just don't go away. The Miami Heat right now are sitting. Did you know that the Miami Heat will be winning their division? They're 30, 41 and 37. The next highest is Atlanta at 39 and 39. They're going to win their division. The Miami Heat currently sitting at the seventh, seventh spot. Um, I'm not sure if they do um, – well, I, I'm not sure if they're going to get the – well, actually, no. The, the, they're going to be setting at the seventh spot. Uh, most likely, we'll be taking on Atlanta for that uh, seven-day playoffs. I think they'll beat them. They have a shot, I think, at beating Boston. Boston has looked vulnerable. Yes, they had a West Coast trip. They looked a bit good. But then Miami was a Jimmy Butler three-pointer away from beating the Boston Celtics, who got to six games against the Warriors last year. Who so on Miami? Miami was, who on Miami can take the ball and score one on one? Jimmy besides, Butler. Besides Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Besides Jimmy Butler. Well, what do you need? Do you need an additional one right now? It's a, we're, I don't know. They're man, seventh feel, for a reason. They're I not like killing like, it right now. I feel like but their ba- team is too old. I feel like they're too old and they're stagnant and they're all waiting to get the ball. From what I've watched, um, and we I've I've seen a lot of games with Jimmy buckets out right. So. Maybe maybe it's what I've seen with him being out, but I have seen with him being in too. I just I don't think they have enough, but I, I think they're too old. But I could be wrong. Yes, I mean the age is going to catch up to J- Jimmy Butler for sure. But there was that quote that Jimmy Butler has that said he doesn't really try in the first part of the season, so he knows he has to kind of rest himself he has to pace himself for the playoffs because the last few seasons he's gone deeper so he knows what it takes to the energy he's going to need for that playoff run so hopefully you know kevin love is there now um bam out of bio just keeps just getting a little bit kevin better love. you said kevin yeah. love in 2023 yeah. you said kevin love yeah and you say they're old no i mean this is also an underdog Who so else? it's not kyle like lowry? kyle lowry kevin love yeah, they're very old. They're very old. Boston would still be favored in that series, but can, can does Miami have a better shot at beating the Celtics than I think New York can beat? You know, a Philadelphia or, or a Milwaukee round two. Yes, I think that uh, th- th- there's a possibility that Miami can get to round three. Okay, just because of the pedigree. If Tyler Hero plays out of his mind, maybe. If Tyler Hero plays out of his mind, and he has been, he's been really good. Um, 
So I'd say a lot falls on Tyler Hero um, to step up and be that number two. No, for sure, right? Like, you're just looking at the other teams. I know Chicago, the, the Lakers had a two-game series here with Chicago. If Caruso's in there, great. But they have Pat Bev, and none of us like Pat Bev. It just, you, know. you feel like you have Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. Like, and you have a, a good center. I, I just don't know why why they suck. It's just frustrating to me. But um, Yeah, I mean, Vucevic is... Yeah, he's decent. It's, he's decent, but he's not, like, great. And then... Of course, Levine and uh, DeRozan's not going to give you... Uh, they're going to be more negative defenders than positive defenders. You have two really good on-ball defenders, which caused the Lakers a lot of trouble. But once you get past that, they're too small. Well, at least when it came to the Lakers. We'll see if they are able to get out of the 9-10, out of the, playoff, the play-in, as I should say. Uh, they're four games ahead of Washington, so they're pretty entrenched in that play-in game, the 9-10 play-in game, probably against Toronto or against Atlanta. We're both sitting at 39 and 39. And before we kind of move on to the Laker talk, because we did see the last few games, just a quick little um, fact about Atlanta by John Hollinger. Uh, he tweeted, uh, the Atlanta Hawks are now at 39 and 39. They scored 900, uh, I'm sorry, 9,209 points and allowed 9,210. They're 24 and 24 against the East, 15 and 15 against the West. They've been within one game of 500 for 72 consecutive days. So a team that is, if you're going to call a team mid, they're the they're the epitome of a mid team in the NBA this season, the Atlanta Hawks. But as you said, yeah, they have Trey Young. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. John Collins, he may not have been playing very well, but they still have John Collins, DeAndre Hunter, and DeJounte Murray. Who knows? Maybe they can get a, a couple of games off my uh, off Milwaukee and say Giannis gets hurt. They have a shot of, of doing something. So let's move on to the Los Angeles Lakers. Right now, currently sitting two games above 500 after, after defeating the Rockets, 134-109. The Lakers look great. They pretty much destroyed the, the Rockets at home. Yesterday, I know the Rockets are you know a pretty bad team, but overall, the Lakers have been looking great, sitting at 40-38. and 38. Um, in that whole little mix of the Western Conference, like we mentioned earlier, Gons, you've watched the last couple of Laker games. How do they look? I think they look phenomenal. I think they look really good. I think I think this is what you get when you have this team. Um, and Luke Polinka pulled off a miracle. But, like, what do you do, Matt? Do you go for the five? Do you try to win as much as possible and face the Phoenix Suns in the first round? Like, that's seems stupid to me i mean i could be you could go with that the attitude by saying oh well you're gonna face them anyways can you strategically lock in the six without putting yourself in risk to get the five um or do you take the plane because you know you're gonna win like what do you do you have to play to win you can't play to you can't just strategically try to lose these games like ideally like i know i mentioned last podcast i'd rather face denver over memphis but I'd rather face Sacramento and then Memphis and then either the winner of Denver and Phoenix than Phoenix Denver and then one of the uh, Memphis versus Denver or De- Memphis versus Sacramento matchups. So the easier route in general, I think, of course, is Sacramento, then Memphis, and then most likely Denver or maybe Phoenix, whoever is going to win that series. Like, do you agree with me or do you? Th- I think you avoid Phoenix at all costs. I think you try to get the six 
And if you could manipulate any way possible to not put yourself in danger to get the five, you do that. Because I tell you this, Matt, the Golden State Warriors don't want into the Suns either. Uh, so, you know, it's a situation where I don't think anyone wants the five. Uh, it's going to be tough. I, I I say go for the six. Once you get the six, then worry about it and see if you can manipulate in any way. But if it comes down to it, I guess take the five over the play-in. But, man, I don't... I just think this Lakers team could be so much better with playing a playoff series together. They've already had limited time since the trade because of injury. The more they play together, the better their chances will be. And I just think going against a Booker, Paul, and um, Durant. Yeah, Aiton, yeah. Booker, Paul, Aiton, Durant, yeah. It's, it's, it's not your best probability or chance to win, so. I say yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, let, let's go over the, those schedules too, right? So I have it all. Um, luckily, Mike Trudell, uh, Lakers reporter, kind of laid this out for everyone on Twitter. Uh, the Clippers have the Lakers at home, then Portland and Phoenix. Let's say that's a. Uh, it's tough to say that's. If you're the Clippers, you, you kind of count that Laker game. But let's say they go two and one. Let's say because Phoenix really just has to win one game out of um, San Antonio or Denver to lock in the four seeds. So right now they're sitting at 35 losses. No one else can get to, you know, they'll get as low as 30, 38 losses. So I think they don't blow one of those two games. Then they, and then they rest against the Lakers and against the Clippers. So with the, with, with the Clippers here, between the Lakers, Portland and Phoenix, do you think they drop one of those games? The Clippers? Oh yeah. I, I, I just saw them lose. Um, I don't remember what game it was, but they don't look good. I don't, I, I look this team can survive with Paul George. We saw it. We saw Paul George lead him at what was the Western Conference Finals or semifinals. Kawhi Leonard cannot. So I they're probably gonna lose at least half of those games, if not more. It's like that weren't the Clippers known for the depth though? Like if they had lost those one of those two players, you have Russell Westbrook, wouldn't they be fine? But are you looking at are you looking at the Clippers as more like a championship ceiling or just getting out like making the playoffs, getting out of the first round? I think they're in trouble. I think they really need Paul George. I don't think it's in Westbrook to to get them where they need to be. But the caveat to that: if Westbrook can step it up for one series, because I think Paul George is going to be reevaluated in a week. That might buy him enough time to be back for the second round. So Westbrook's going to have to really earn his money the first round. I guess, I guess that's that's what's going to come down to. All right. Let, and then Warriors have the Thunder, um, the Sacramento Kings, and Portland. Do you think they win all three? I think they just beat Portland. I think the Thunder are going to be very tough to beat. And I think the Sacramento Kings... They're they're a young team. They're not going to take their foot off the gas to rest their players. So, um, I see them winning one out of those three. All right. Then the Pelicans also have thirty losses. Sacramento, Sacramento, Memphis, the Knicks, and the Timberwolves. What do you think their record is with those four games? Two and two. Two and two. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. So, the the play in. I, I think the Lakers avoid the play in. I think they get to either the five or the six. Um, again, with Utah, the Clippers, the potentially Phoenix Suns with nothing to play for, and the Jazz again, 
I think I, I think the Lakers go four and zero. You can't really look to you know drop any of those games on purpose unless you're going to be resting um, you're resting players for that that last Utah game to maybe that's the maybe that's the game where if they lose they go down to six. Who knows? But let's let, let's kind of twist it a little bit too. If you're the Suns and you're the four seed, like as far as rank those teams between the Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, and Pelicans. Like, who do you want to see, see versus the teams you don't want to see? That's a good question. I did not think about that. I do not want to see the Lakers because I don't want to take my chances against Anthony Davis and LeBron James on a team that's hot. Um, I want to play the Clippers if Paul George is out 100%. Um, I do not want to play the Warriors. Uh, they're still the champs. So I, I do not want to see Steph, Clay, Draymond, Poole, Enough talent there to somehow win a series. And then you said the other team is the Pelicans. That would be my second option. But I'm playing the Clippers. I'm going to play. I would be happy with the Clippers first round. Um, if not the Clippers, the Pelicans. So Clippers, Pelicans, then Warriors, then uh, Warriors and Lakers. If, if you're the Suns. Yeah. But is that, is that the Pelicans? You're also, that's with Zion Williamson. I don't want to play either of those teams, but if I had to pick one, it's the Clippers easily. Yes, so I agree with you. But as far as like playoff matches I want to see, I kind of want to see the Suns versus the Warriors because it's KD versus uh, KD versus this, uh, the Warriors, which would be a fun matchup because he left the Warriors uh, to join Brooklyn. So I would love to see that matchup. Um, if you if it was Suns Warriors, what what do you think about that matchup? Who would win that one? I would root for the Warriors with all my heart because I hate the Suns. They're dirty. Booker's a dirty player um, from what I've seen. I've seen cheap shots by him. Durant's a crybaby. He's very talented. Um, Aiton's taking forever to come along. And Chris Ball is, is kind of shady, dirty himself. So, I, of course, I'm going for the Warriors. Like, who do I think will win, though? Ugh. I don't know. I don't know if we have enough bigs, if the Warriors have enough bigs to take down the Suns. Um, I, they might be too small. I, I'm just thinking about hypothetical matchups before we leave today because I was just thinking the best possible like narrative-wise, what would be the best matches? Like The first one to me, Denver, would be Denver versus the Clippers because the Clippers blew that 3-1 lead to them in the bubble. So as far as if it were Denver versus the Clippers, who would you have in that matchup? Without Paul George, I have Denver. That's what I thought so too. And then for the uh, two seven would be the Grizzlies versus the Timberwolves because of what happened last year. Like we talked about earlier in this podcast, how they how the Timberwolves are really close to beating Memphis last year, but didn't. Who do you have in that matchup? The Grizzlies or the Timberwolves? Unfortunately, I think the Grizzlies win. And then it would be the rematch of the two thousand early two thousands playoffs between the Kings and the Lakers. The three five the three six matchup that would be fun to watch. But of course. Lakers and what? Lakers and four? Lakers and five? Or Lakers and six? I'd say Lakers and six because they're still gelling together. But um, I, I, I do think that that's their safest bet right there. If that happens, no, for sure, for sure. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. The last few games of the season here, about another week to go. We'll try to record another podcast probably midweek after the first two games are played. The um, the playoff picture should be a little bit more clear as we go to towards the end of the season gone is there anything you want to hit up before we leave today no man good ready to watch game and that will be it for us today 
this past weekend was fun. I know we talked about a lot of basketball, but WrestleMania was this past weekend. Night one was absolutely crazy. So again, I'll be talking a little bit of wrestling here. So um, if you're not a wrestling fan, we'll see you guys later this week. We'll hopefully record within maybe Thursday or Friday, and we'll get something out to you guys at the end of the week. But WrestleMania, WrestleMania 39 out of the SoFi Stadium. Night one was absolutely insane. Um, we had a lot of fun watching it. My wife, who doesn't follow, she 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 likes wrestling, but hasn't followed it the past year or so. We're trying to go over just different storylines that have been going on. If you don't know, I am a wrestling guy. Again, I don't follow it super religiously, but I keep track of it. And, you know, you read it, Squared Circle, um, and I kind of keep keep track of it peripherally. Um, so that's far as my wrestling fandom, it goes back to, you know, the early, early, uh, 1990s, just like kind of the same as basketball. So, uh, wrestling and basketball are pretty much one of, you know, two of my fortes, two of my, I wouldn't say passions, but two things I really like. So WrestleMania night one, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos. One of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, I've seen te- better technical ones, but as far as story wise, storyline concerns, um, that was great. Um, in person, I did see that Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi Golden Lovers versus um, Young Bucks match that really got was pretty emotional. But this one, you know, following along that uh, Bloodline storyline, that was really, really it was a good. It was a great match, awesome finish. Um, but yeah, overall night one was really good. That Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair match. Not a lot of build going into that one, but that was really fun. Um, if you're going to watch WrestleMania or you haven't watched it yet, just watch night one. Night two, um, you had the Haas match. You had the Drew McIntyre, Sheamus versus uh, Gunther match. My wife and I are Walter fans. Who's, you know, Gunther used to be called uh, Walter, uh, for those that don't know. Uh, that was a great match. Everything else was pretty okay, pretty mid um, even less than mid too. Uh, looking at some of those uh, alternative, all the all those other matches, and then you had the Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Oh man, main event that was very very emotional. The entrances were great. I love pageantry entrances where these just they take five ten minutes just to come into the ring, but it's just great with all the pyro and all the singing. It just creates a great atmosphere. Oh, uh, the finish. People are going to be talking about that finish for a while. As far as you know, it, since wrestling is yes yes it's scripted. Great. Um, as far as Roman Reigns winning, um, it's going to be talked about for a long time. Um, as far as if they made the right decision, it's really up to the WWE to navigate um, their their storylines, their ship going forward. Um, if they're going to land this plane correctly, I equate it to you. I, I do fall a little bit in New Japan. Uh, Tetsuya Naito kind of went through the same sort of arc. You know, trying to get to the Wrestle uh, the Wrestle Kingdom main event, and it took him two years to get to the main event, and then ultimately win the main event um, uh, within consecutive Wrestle Kingdom. So, if they're able to hold this Corey uh, this Cody Rhodes storyline for another year, that reception next year in Philadelphia is going to be insane. WrestleMania forty, kind of like how Daniel Bryan in WrestleMania thirty um, in New Orleans ten years ago. Maybe it's something different with, or maybe it's something very similar with Cody Rhodes and WrestleMania 40. Um, hopefully we can see that next year. But again, the, the WWE just announced, you know, as we're recording it on uh, Monday morning, that they sold to Endeavor, who, is also, who also owns the UFC. So we're going to be seeing, I don't know what the type of crossovers there's going to be, if there's going to be any changes at all. 
any changes in the storyline, what's going to happen to Vince McMahon. He's still going to be the head of WWE creative or who knows what's going to happen there. So I'm hoping they land that, that bloodline storyline with Cody Rhodes having the championship or championships. Who knows what's going to happen by the end of WrestleMania 40. I hope, you know, he did a great job as the babyface, the the good guy yesterday. I hope he has that redemption there next year, next WrestleMania. Um, if they're able to land the plane or navigate this plane and then land it correctly um, then. So uh, that was a few minutes of wrestling talk. If, you know, if you're still here with me, thank you for Dave. Um, thank you for being here as I went down a little bit of rant. Um, again, if you like, you know, to listen to some more of wrestling stuff um, by me, um, I, I'm always accessible via my Twitters and my Instagrams. Um, maybe I'll record some more wrestling stuff in the future. So, uh, other than that, um, yeah, the NBA is going to be crazy. We saw all these different storylines with, with WWE and WrestleMania. It's going to be the same with the NBA. Um, they just had a collective bargaining agreement agreed upon um, recently, a couple days ago. We'll kind of go over that next podcast. I know this one's running a little bit long, um, especially with me just doing the outro here. We'll save that to maybe the next outro, next podcast. I know it's not entirely super interesting, um, just kind of something that sets up more more um, basketball stuff, basketball, you know, business side stuff towards the end. Um, it kind of sets up some more business uh, basketball things that might be not might, might not be too interesting, but you really, you really should kind of know about. So I'll kind of I'll do my best to summarize as far as everything that happened with that new collective bargaining bargaining agreement. It should lead to you know some some more fun stuff like a mid season tournament. I think they're going to be adding in. Um, so we'll be talking about that maybe the next outro as well or intro or outro as well. So thank you all for listening. Um, I'll try to get um, our buddy Josue on here um, to get his thoughts on the end of the NBA season and coming into the playoffs. Other than that, have a great week. Um, I'll see you next time.